you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, it's Handsome Hank here before we get to the show. Championship weekend's coming up, but your fantasy football season isn't over. Don't wait until next year to play more fantasy football for real cash. You can play right now this season at FanDuel.com. Chris Prince, who lives in Detroit, is an avid fantasy football player, and he's won over $700,000 this season playing fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. Join him and hundreds of thousands of others, other users who've already won money. It's the leader in one-week fantasy football leagues, and the money's real. Your fees could start at just $1. This is it. It's the final weekend of the fantasy football season on FanDuel, so it's your last shot to walk away with your piece of $10 million they're paying out this weekend. All you need to do, go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use the code DDFP, and sign up now. There's a new user special, so you'll get a bonus of up to 200 bucks on your first deposit. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. The offer's only good for the first 50 people that use the code DDFP, so don't forget to use the code DDFP. Don't miss out on all the fantasy football you can handle. FanDuel.com, where every week, well, only this week, because it is actually the end of it, is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot C-O-M. Sign up today. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and nfl.com slash Shek. Wow, what a weekend of football we saw. Really had everything. People like to say that game, that divisional round, whatever, had everything. But it did, and a big part, whether you like it or not, and I don't think many people love the idea of controversial calls, but those are a very important part of the fabric of not just NFL football, but sports. So many things that we have, as fans, have debated and poured over for years, nay, decades are about a bad call or a controversial call. 
I think without an actual rooting interest in this game in the uh, in the uh, Dallas and Packers game, it's kind of fun to to see one of those. Now, of course, if you're a Cowboys fan, you don't feel the same way. And uh, fortunately for us, unfortunately for him, here to share his raw emotions, it's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? Sorry about your Cowboys. <laughs> the heck of an intro right there. Well, uh, it, yeah, it is what a, it is. I yeah. wore it on my sleeve last week when the when the Steelers fell. I, uh, you know, I talked to you in the newsroom a little bit earlier, but, uh, you know, the way I see it, I think that Dallas could have easily lost this game either way. Even if they get that touchdown, Aaron Rodgers goes down. There's plenty of time. I believe there's around 350 on the clock. They've got one timeout. They've got the two-minute warning. Dallas was not able to stop them in the second half. Even if Dallas scores a touchdown there and gets a two-point conversion, they're up three. So they just need a Mason Crosby field goal to tie it up and take it to overtime. So I, I don't think it decided the game. That said, I'm really tired of hearing about the rule. Yes, everybody knows it's a bad rule, but you can't argue the the validity of a rule in the middle of a game. I mean, that's that's something that's you know hashed out in the spring, right? I do have a problem, though, with not implementing what I think are the instant replay rules. To me, what makes instant replay good or what did make instant replay good was when you had inconclusive evidence, the referee came out and said, inconclusive evidence, the play stands is called. You don't see that anymore. They don't make that kind of announcement anymore. This play was the very definition to me of inconclusive evidence. If they ruled this an incompletion on the field and they didn't overturn it, fine. But they ruled it a completion at the one. Tell me the conclusive evidence that shows that Des Bryant wow. was not making a football move. Was he maybe stumbling, trying to get the catch uh, secured and just falling to the ground? You bet. That could have happened. Could he also have made the catch and been trying to lunge for the end zone? You bet. That also could have happened. That is the definition of inconclusive to me. That supersedes whatever the rule was, the, the, the whether or not the ball popped up or not. I hear you. I disagree with you, and I disagree with apparently 98 or 99% of the world because I am – pretty much alone on an island with this. Let's say hello to another guy here. There is so much going on. You know, they say the NFL is now 365 days. We're not even waiting for the off season to arrive now. So mm-hmm. much uh, so much drama from Denver and, uh, and elsewhere. Let's say hello to a man who just saw his division get more interesting, the AFC East. He is our resident Miami Dolphins fan. All the way from London, England, it's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome, how are you? I'm very well indeed, thank you, Dave. How are you? What a great weekend we all had. I feel it was, I know, it's, I mean, of course, if you were on the losing side of things, Hmm. it's still uh, some really fascinating games. Before we get into specifics, I wonder if if people are at this point, we're coming at you on Monday afternoon, is there already Des Bryant catch talk fatigue or are we still uh, are we still cool doing that black tie behind the glass? It's all right. We're still we're still Go ahead. about this one. Do it. Yeah. All right. I but I want to say in, in an overarching way, I also feel like with the exception of the Broncos, 
the three losing teams, I you, you know how I hate the the cliche about like, hey, this the the team that lost has nothing to hang their head about. Well, yeah, they do. They just spent six months of their lives from training camp and working out and all that stuff and going through the heat of September and then getting into the division races and the cold and everything. And then they came up short. They didn't get the championship. Yeah, I think that I'd be sad about right. that. Broncos that, Broncos cornerback Chris Harris summed it up. He said the whole last six months of my life were totally pointless. There you go. That's it. Well. I guess Chris Harris and I agree 100% then. and um, I, I, But this year, I really did feel like if there's such a thing as a moral victory or something that you come away from a playoff loss and say, wow, pretty good stuff, uh, guys, in this locker room, the Ravens would say that. I mean, I think they have to feel fairly satisfied that they get into the playoffs, they whip their arch rival in Pittsburgh, and break that little streak that they had never won a playoff mm-hmm. game against their rival Steelers and just about took down. that the, the, the Panthers, to me, Ellie and I were talking about this earlier too, I thought Cam Newton had a good game, and I thought the team in general fared pretty well in a, in a tough yep. environment. Nobody gave them a shot. They were right in that thing. And, uh, and, you know, the Cowboys, a tough pill to swallow, no doubt, especially with 34-year-old Romo. That's the, the tough aspect of it. But still, I mean, you know, if you can look back and uh, – I know things change and your perception changes, but really, you know how they always say, say these kinds of things. If I would have said to you on September 1st, hey, how about this? Cowboys win a division. Are you going to take that? Oh, uh, how about the Cowboys make the playoffs? They don't go 8-8. Eight eight. They go better than 8-8. Eight eight. Will you take that? If we had played that game uh, without you knowing what was going to be, Elliot, 9-7, and seven, would you take that? You would have. A- absolutely. And I, I mean, I think you know me pretty well to know that I'm not a biased homer. I mean, I look, I could – carve up things uh, wrong about the Cowboys. I've taken a lot of heat this year for saying that DeMarco Murray's a smidge overrated sometimes. He's not the best running back in the league. I would take your guy in Pittsburgh 10 times out of 10 over DeMarco Murray. LeVeon Bell had fumbled once in his rookie season. That's the only fumble he's had. That's That's the the only one. He's also better in the passing game. And frankly, he doesn't have as good as offensive line. Now, is Murray a top five running back in the league? I'm good with that. But when you start talking about Bell versus Murray, I'll take Bell. And I mentioned this to you, Dave, you know, off off live here. If you mention who would I rather have, 29 or 9, I'll take 9 every time for the Cowboys. Every time. Well, but the point is, good, you know, it, you do if you're a Cowboys fan, I guess, you know, I mean, not I guess. I know you're thinking, man, we would have loved the shot at the Seahawks. We went up there once already. Mm-hmm. And really, I said in the middle of that game on Sunday with the way Rodgers was looking – you know, the Cowboys have a better shot of going up there. They're, they're, the Packers aren't going to go into, into the clink and win. And if Rodgers can look like he did in the second half, they always are going to have a puncher's chance. Anyway, Handsome, let's go back to where we were four minutes ago and, and continue. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I think about Des, but how say you on that? I think, I mean, look, we, it was pretty interesting. We had a couple of photographers from NFL.com at the game. And while there wasn't conclusive evidence, I agree with Elliot, on those replays, we've got guys who are shooting stills. You know, you these days you press click on your camera and you get 5,000 images or however many times it mm-hmm. can shoot during that time. There's a fantastic shot that one of our guys got, which clearly showed the ball hitting the ground underneath Des. It's it's odd to me that we're still, you know, the guys who go under the hood are still reliant on the same replays that we're watching on mm-hmm. TV, essentially. And so, you know, that's where the decisions are made. You'd think that the technology would have got far enough now that 
if they if we're giving the officials the the chance to to take another look and overrule or confirm these calls, that they'd have more to work on than just whatever camera angles they happen to have. I I agree with you, and you know here's how you know how murky that rule is, and how many different plays holding and you know pass interference and you know football move and is it a football right. move or not? Here's how you know how how vague or or uh, you know, open to um, to interpretation, these things are when they go to the so-called TV refs, whether it's Mike Pereira or Mike Harry, they rarely agree with each other. <laughs> one guy is definitive one way, and the other. Well, then listen, these are two guys who reach the highest level of mm-hmm. NFL officiating, and they, uh, you know, not aware of what the other guy is saying, disagree with each other all the time about things. That's that should be a red flag for people. Um, I'll say this, you know, I get the the Calvin Johnson thing. I don't exactly get the comparison to Des Bryant, though. Calvin Johnson, if you do an apples-to-apples comparison, the game four years ago, and surely you've seen the replays now if you weren't familiar with it when it first happened, Calvin Johnson catches it clean. He has it in his one hand. It's clean. The ball's not moving around. He sort of goes to the ground as an afterthought. The ball hits the ground. He loses it. It's not it's not questionable whether or not he fully is in possession of the ball at any time. Whereas with Des Bryant, listen, I hail the the guts of Jason Garrett and Tony Romo, and I hail Tony Romo for throwing a terrific ball in that situation. Ball. That ball was on the money, and Des Bryant's effort was spectacular. But it, at the instant it happened, I tweeted. The instant it happened, I, I tweeted, here comes a big controversial catch or no catch call, but he didn't catch the ball. And you could just see that the, the, he never... He had it 90% under control for about three seconds, but it was never but 100% under control. That's right, and the ball is moving around, and it gets touched by the defender, and then he gets it into the one arm. Right. And then and he, he moves down, and... I mean, it, it is... He, he maintains possession of that ball for a split second. For a split second, in most situations, that would not be a catch. Think of it this way. If the defender swipes it out of his hand instead of him going to the ground with it, that would be a no catch. No, it wouldn't have. It would have been a catch. You're wrong there. because I don't think it would have, though. No, because he bobbled it at first when he's in the air, but he caught the ball between his forearm and arm for a solid two and a half steps. If But not he, in real time. That's the difference. It's not the two feet down. It's the fact that he maintains it. And think about games. Almost, I would say, almost every NFL game you watch has a moment where there's a receiver who catches the ball maybe near the sidelines and he turns around and the ball flies out and they say no catch. He just didn't mm-hmm. he didn't make a football move or, or whatever, even though he was turning with the football. He didn't possess it basically long enough. It, it it's it's an unwritten rule. It's inexact, like I say. But didn't you feel like he had that ball for about like point two seconds? It's just not long enough. You could say I, that about any sideline catch, Dave. They have it for point two seconds. He, they catch it. And they go, drop the ball. By the time he is in full possession of the ball, he is on his way to the ground. Even if his two feet are down, sure. his trajectory is leaning. He's at a right. forty-five degree angle. He's on his way to the ground. As soon as he hits it, the ball pops up. I mean, I don't know. And the ball hit the the nose of the ball hits the ground and pops up. I know I'm crazy because a pair. I everybody disagrees with me on this, so I'll I'll concede to the masses on this one because I am like I say, I'm the only person I feel like saying this, but. So I must be wrong on it, but to me, it just looked to the eyeball test. Everybody said clearly, it's you know he's being penalized for his great athleticism. 
No, I don't agree with I that. I mean, justice justice is that that should have been a catch because it was so great on so many levels. The uh, you know the 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 onions, if you want to use that word, to to make that play to 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 complete it just about. But the bottom line is, I just didn't isn't, look to isn't, me to my eyes. Minute, be like, yeah, no catch. Wait a minute, though, isn't the possibility? kind of getting into a different realm here, that you can be trying to complete a catch and making a football-related move at the same time? I think so. I mean, what made Bill Walton so great as a college basketball player? He would read the rebound, he would jump in the air, rebound, and he would turn his body in midair and throw the outlet pass. He's doing two things at once. I think you can make the case that Des Bryant secured the catch, was still in the process of stumbling and, you know, down onto the ground, but also at the same time thinking... I want to lunge over and get the touchdown. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's but that where was a mistake to do that. He, he, <laughs> he, 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 he loses the ball. Of a question. No, no, uh, well, you're right. You're, it, it is a split second decision. But if he if he dived out of bounds at that point mm-hmm. at the two yard line or wherever that would have been, probably would have been a catch. But it, but him making the extra effort. So I don't think you guys are arguing here. I don't. I suddenly feel like the arbitrator. But I don't feel like you guys are arguing. You're kind of saying the same thing. It's just that. You're saying he tried to do something, and there's nothing wrong with trying to do extra because he was trying to get the yes. touchdown. In the same way, you know, we see that we do see this also happen in uh, in every football season. There's the running back who gets who gets taken down, the pass catcher who tries to stand back up or maybe fights. Mm-hmm. You know, kick returners do that often. They get slowed down, and then they try to drive through with a second effort, and they end up paying for it by fumbling the ball because they take a lick, and they're a standing target, and they and they take a, a good shot, and they lose the ball. That's kind of what it is. I mean, he he's being penalized, yeah, for his extra effort. But it, there, the, I'm it glad seems you used that like example. An inju- it seems like an injustice, but it's a fact. No, that's too. a great example. That is a great – I'm so glad you brought that up. If a kick returner is returning a kick and they're trying to make a second effort and they fumble after that second effort, but the whistle blows first, i.e. they ruled that, no, your forward progress was done on your second effort, similar similar to the Ahmad Bradshaw play in the 2011 NFC Championship where it was this close between him making a second effort and a fumble, and they ended up ruling that his progress was stopped before he fumbled. The overriding – rule in that situation becomes was his progress stopped then we'll take a look to see if he fumbled his progress was stopped it doesn't matter if he fumbled that's what I'm saying about the Des Bryant play if you determine that he might have been making a football related move at that point the ball hitting the ground does not become a question of a catch it becomes a question of did the ground cause a fumble because he was My making point a football is, related the move. difference is for me is that he's not in possession for any proper amount of time there. Ambiguous as that is, because it's not like, well, you you must in real time possess it for 0.4 seconds for it to count as a But you can tell practically in real time, boy, he had it for the blink of an eye, and then the ball hit the ground and it came out. Which, I mean, Hank, just- circles back to the original point. If it's ambiguous and the ruling on the field is incomplete, right. you and go incomplete. Yep. If, you, if you rule that it's complete... You keep it complete because it's ambiguous. Either way, it wasn't the biggest play in the game. It was the second biggest play in the game. Dave, you asked a question. I do agree that DeMarco Murray fumble the script. can't fumble that ball. Yeah, I agree with You that. asked a question, um, I think, about 10 minutes ago now. Ha- you know, Have we had <laughs> enough of talking about this? I think that sound was the noise of America saying, All we have right. now gone yeah. over the line. We've now talked about this enough. Fine, I don't Before care. Wrap I, it up, though, I didn't I mind. Say. I was ready to not talk about it. I thought maybe we'd beaten it into the ground. But, of course, I no, was... no, now we have. All right. <laughs> Real quick, though, I would say that shouldn't the refs sort of have, like, Twitter 
in their little review no. booth and sort no, of be no, like, no. hey, let's see what social media is Yeah, that'd be about. a good <laughs> idea. You know, let's... Uh, <laughs> let's get social let's media to determine that. It's always <laughs> yeah, been such a reasonable place. Ref, you're an uh, idiot. If, we get, if you don't... Yeah, <laughs> that's why you are. Why you are. I mean, listen, yeah. I've said this for many years, and they're pretty close to it at this point, but the thing that they really should have is this dispassionate group of, I don't know, a half dozen people, ten people, sitting in a room. Maybe it should be us, as a matter of fact. And we just say, like... Hey ref, uh, that was no catch. Or they're we say that was a catch. They're trying to make the game shorter, Dave. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that ten minute discussion would have necessarily helped with that. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I'd like to. All right, I'd people like to people who understand that brevity is the yeah. the soul of wit, and we yeah. let that. I would do like it. to tie the bow on the Cowboys topic. Forget the Dez play. No, can the, I just say something about Dez though? I do think his nose for the end zone hurt him on that. Definitely, yeah. I definitely yep. think that was a football. You don't, move. and you don't He's want him to, to be penalized for for ha- being aggressive. But the fact is, because of that aggressiveness, that's what I think that's causes where, the incompletion. Where logic comes into play, it's like this is Dez. If that wasn't, if he wasn't close to the goal line, he probably wraps that up and rolls. As yeah, but he didn't to, do that though. Yeah, because for the, that was, and that's that's why it's a. Football I think it's a. Move, I but. think it's a great shame for him and for Cowboys fans. But the fact is, it was an incomplete pass in my book. I saw that was my reaction, and I was surprised that everybody over the ensuing few minutes was a hundred percent against me, and has been for the last twenty four hours. I just want to tie a bow on the Cowboys. Go ahead. And, and Hank, you know, maybe you could give me your unbiased uh, opinion here. Uh, beautiful throw by Romo. Mm-hmm. Another brilliant playoff performance. Uh, almost three touchdown passes and three incompletions for him. 150 or Let's not get crazy with the another playoff. Okay, really but what I'm saying is, is, <laughs> you know, the, I I kept hearing this week. Uh, yeah, he's had a great season because yeah, it finally has you know he has a team around him. Like like it's disparaging no, him. No, no, oh, no. by the way, your job as a GM is to build a team around your quarterback and not make him have to do it all by himself. I yeah, think there you go. That's yeah. your job. So I I don't see how you can penalize a quarterback for finally having a running game. You know, I, I mean, I just don't – I'm sorry. I just find Romo to be infinitely more valuable to the team than DeMarco Murray right. is. Whether or not – and I think Murray's probably a top three or four back in the league. I don't I, – I would ne- – like I said, I would never take him over Bell. And I don't think DeMarco Murray's necessarily would better than Matt it, Forte. Would you take him over the guy that's going to replace him in Dallas next year, Adrian Peterson? Mm. Yes, I would because of age, right. and that's it. But, you know, Joseph Randall was pretty – he was Effective. he looked lively as well. Yeah, and even Lance Dunbar's given yep. them some plays. He's he's a good player. Hey, well, I, I think what ahead. you just did there was give me a pretty good segue. Go ahead. Why don't you take it? Because I think I think what you're saying is, can we put the Romo narrative of Tony Romo chokes in yes. big games and just that kind of thing to bed? To bed. I have and a guess I, and where I would he's say, going. No, I would say we can, but I also think we can put to bed the does Peyton Manning choke in big games because he does. Peyton Manning. Does not did not choke in a big game yesterday. That shouldn't go in the same. And I said I, this to, to Black Tie earlier. That shouldn't go in the same. I'm not saying that he never has done. We know he's had nine mm-hmm. one and dones in the playoff. Yesterday was not Peyton Manning choking in the playoffs. Yesterday was Peyton Manning's career flashing before his eyes. That's the end. That, I, so it, it doesn't. It it's it happened to ha- it happened to happen at, during the playoffs. Yeah. But to me, the folder which is bulging right now of playoff failures. This is, doesn't go in there because it's a totally separate thing. It's Peyton Manning, the, the new folder, Peyton Manning skills. It's Marino versus the Jags right. in 99. And, and it's like, that's not yeah. Dan Marino failing in the playoffs. That's it's Dan Marino's body the failing career wall. Right. Yeah. And I, so that's, that is, we're, that we're putting a narrative. What I don't want to, th- to spend the next 20 minutes talking about, 
Not that this is my show, so I don't know. I know you get so raw at me for pointing out. I because listen, let me make this clear for the millionth time. Right. I do not. I have never said. I don't. I'm just saying. I've never said Peyton Manning chokes. What I say is his style doesn't lend him lend itself to January success. You're such he a is, diplomat, Dave. That's that, that's not it, diplomatic. It's, it's uh, the I'm, same thing, but it's, no, it is not. Let me tell you why very quickly. In September and October. He is the game's best student. There is, it's hard to trick him with things because he is so studied up on what everybody is going to try to do. That works when you play the Jaguars in October. When you get to January and you're playing the best teams, that style where you can, where you can get away with imperfect passes doesn't work. Those passes, there are better pass rushers coming after you. There are better defensive backs trying to defend your receivers. Those windows get tighter in January. That style just doesn't work. The analogy I've used many times, the Atlanta Braves starting pitching staff. They always were good enough to win 20 games individually. They're now all in the Hall of Fame. They dominate foes. They beat the Astros in July, but when you get to the lineups that make the postseason, the lineups are better. And so that sort of finesse and outsmarting people doesn't work against the highest end of the athletes in your sport. It's not a choke. It's a, but I also do think that Peyton Manning, think. like most, like not like everybody, but like certain guys, and we talk about it all the time. We talked about it with Bucky Brooks. Certain guys, when challenged, Tom Brady, the Patriots are done whenever that was, early, I mean, late September, early October. Boy, you've lost it, Brady. You're finished. He takes that challenge and rises. Ryan Tannehill, to some degree, this is it for him. You know, remember that about midway through the season? Sure. I don't know. Four. He better show something soon. Oh, it was before the London game. Yep. This guy better show something or we got to turn the page on him. He elevated his play. He didn't crumble. Peyton is one of those guys who doesn't like when, when people totally criticize him. I totally him, get it. Doesn't like it. I agree. But his but body broke down. To, but this is not what this is not the same thing. I it I, happens it happened on at the same time. Now it a could look other guys. like the same thing, yeah. but yes. it's which not I think the same is thing. what Hank was trying to say. Rather than get into this I conversation, you. I totally get your point. I just think because well I don't like out, when people say I, I call him a choker yeah. and I'm a hater. I'm just pointing out. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But this was not one of those times. Oh, sad to say. Can we uh, can we get back to the games though this weekend? I'm well, talking that, about the important. games. Well, we, I just did a segue yeah. to the Broncos game. I'm talking we're about now the We're going to talk about Peyton, and we're going to talk about John Fox, who's just left the Broncos. We, we've got I thought all kinds of difference in the game. Russell Wilson. Pick through it. About. Pick through it all you want to. The, the that game in uh, in Mile High on Sunday came down to the Colts, and we've been forecasting that this clearly was going to happen at some point through December. There are teams that were going to right. come up to the line and take away C.J. Anderson, crazy as that sounds. If I would have said that to you again in August this year, hey, this guy C.J. August, Anderson. October. Right, right, exactly. But that's what they did, and Peyton Manning just couldn't complete those throws. I mean, that, that you know, Demarius Thomas was consistent. Emmanuel Sanders was consistently uh, getting space right. downfield, and they just couldn't find him. That being said, um, a, a tremendous uh, performance by Andrew Luck, huh? It was great, but as good as he was, I thought the Broncos, uh, sorry, the Colts offensive line played fantastic, yeah. and I thought the Colts defense tackled as well as any teams tackled this season, or as I've seen a team tackle this season. They got to the ball carrier, they knocked him down often. Like you didn't see any Broncos players breaking well, tackles. Well, the the premise of this 2014 season was for the Broncos. We know the offensive pieces right. are in place, but finally, maybe 
uh, Peyton is going to have a high-end defense. And it sure looked like he had it for most of the season. They were stopping the run, and Boom Heron was getting off on Sunday. That was weird. And Aqib Tlaib getting exposed was weird. Weirdest of all, though, was the pass rush or lack thereof. DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller couldn't get to couldn't get the luck at all. I mean, they couldn't do anything against that Colts O line. Bizarre, no E H. Yeah, I I agree. And sometimes we've seen this with teams that have a week off; they come out flat. Yeah. And, and and you know, it when you guys are having this debate about Manning, I couldn't help but think of one thing. I took a little bit of heat when I said that I thought Zach Barton was Rookie of the Year, and I got all this flack about, well, you can't divine when an offensive lineman is playing well. Well, I think even more difficult to discern is when when a player's hit the career wall. Uh, You know, you don't know exactly when that hits. You don't know if they've had a bad game or if their skills are really eroding. But with Peyton Manning now, we've got a little bit of a mini mini catalog, right? Going back to what, maybe against Buffalo – Cincinnati. I would actually yep. say, I mean, it wasn't a game that they won, but against the Dolphins. You could see the Dolphins tested, uh, and I, this, yep. I'm not, I don't want to point to that team because they've been terrible since then, but they tested Peyton Manning in that game, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really until the fourth quarter that the mm-hmm. Broncos finally managed to get it to get it going. Who was their offensive MVP over the last month and a half? I'd say Anderson. it was C.J. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Long so I, I agree with you. Uh, I don't want to take away from Andrew Luck, but you know my opinion on that. I think he gets a little too much credit. The Colts' defense won that football game. They won yeah. that game. Uh, you hold Denver to 13 points in Denver after they've had a week off. You kidding me? And then the drop passes were huge. I mean, you can't drop five balls right. in in that situation. And then I agree with Dave. I mean, whether you want to give it to Luck for calling out the right protections or the offensive line, how does Demarcus Ware and, and Von Miller not not get to the guy? I mean, I, yes, Luck made a few plays out of the pocket, but boy, there were a lot of plays where he had a perfect cup to to fire the ball from. I, I was. Really impressed. That had to drop John Fox's jaw and the rest of sure. uh, uh, the team. And now John Fox is out. And uh, you know, listen, I don't know what's going on there. I can't. I can't really read clearly whose call this was. Was this Elway's? I can't imagine John Elway didn't consult Peyton Manning on this. But right. then again, and a- a- Adam Gase, who's being chased by a lot of other teams, is also out. So that. Assume I, I assume then well, that he's not then an option to become the head coach. Well, well maybe, maybe that's there's. why this is happening. Well, is maybe. So. Well, but is. why would they fire him? They wouldn't say they didn't you're fire all him. out. They said you have an opportunity to interview for another job. If you know that, uh, if if he knows that, that's what Elway said. He didn't fire everyone. He said, guys, I don't know that I'm keeping you, so you have opportunities to interview for other go- other jobs. Gase was already in San Francisco today interviewing for a job. Denver can still have Gase anytime they want it if they make the right offer. The the interesting one that's being floated out there, and Dave loves reckless speculation, is is Mike Shanahan returning with John John Elway. He's interviewing for other jobs. He lives in Denver, apparently. What could be more fun? People have already poo-pooed that, but then again, Mike Shanahan's been rumored to Oakland, which also would be funny if he went back up there after the way he departed with with Al Davis. How about the X-Factor who said he's not interviewing for any head coaching jobs, Gary Kubiak? Koops. I mean, why not? Well, uh, but you know, normally, I mean, he up. announced that he wasn't going to last I, I night. I know, but to me, normally that, he would know by w- now. Wouldn't that be more plausible than uh, Shanahan? And now Jim Schwartz goes there, and I want to talk about uh, about Schwartz. the AFC East thing, the way right. this the way this shakes out. But real quick, Peyton Manning, let's say it's his quad and he has a tear, and there's nothing about his that it's his age, and mm-hmm. it, he, you know, listen, use your eyes and make your own decision. He had a torn quad, whatever. Right now, that would you say if you hear, you know what, they fixed it up or it healed up or whatever, and it's and it's uh, 
March or April. Would you be excited about Peyton Manning being your quarterback? Do you anticipate like, oh yeah, he'll get back to being a top five QB? How, so how, if we if we if we want to quantify it, how many how many weeks of good Peyton do we think we had this year? Ten, twelve, yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. around that period. And they fall off a cliff. I, I think even if this is at least only my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any special insight into Peyton's. You're not Peyton. I'm not into Peyton. Um, even if his quad gets better. I don't think you could expect more than eight to ten good weeks of him next year before the body break. Whatever it is, it's like yes, the quad is just symptomatic and of the a, fact that his body is breaking down because he's a thirty-nine-year-old man. What are they gonna, I, trying I mean, to? I mean, I really feel like all of a sudden, I really do feel like it's a blow-up situation now because if you bring back Peyton, what are you going to have except for a lesser version of what you just had? And let, and and this year was pretty good. They I mean. they win the division again. They're they they get one of the top two seeds. But it would feel awfully uninspiring, wouldn't it, if you heard that if if you're a Broncos fan and yeah, we're gonna well, do it I again. Think, I think what you'd get, you know, you're probably gonna get yourself nine to twelve wins. They're gonna lose one of the Thomases but in all gonna, likelihood. Yeah, but you're gonna, but you're probably gonna have a guy at the end of the season you can't count on. Whatever happens next year, Peyton Manning is I, not gonna have an uh, have an injury free season. Why is it that we speculate on guys like Michael Turner? turning 30 and and oh yeah they're down to go you know they're bound to go downhill because their body but we don't do that with quarterbacks i mean how many who are you talking to what what i mean (laughs) what i mean by that is you know people talk about the body but how about just the arm just take the arm by itself if this were a starting pitcher this would be a different conversation like oh yeah he can't he can't throw 200 innings anymore i mean how many throws has peyton manning made in his life, if of you course. if you include staying after practice with guys like Brandon Stokely, well after the practice is done, just throwing 50, 50 routes, you know how, how many times has he done that? Maybe the arm strength just truly. There's only so many throws in a quarterback's arm. Has he thrown more passes in his career? Or has he thrown more shade on those around him for for his failures? He's blamed now the Indianapolis. Oh, I didn't know what sh- I didn't know. Where I didn't you're know going either. But Black Tie <laughs> taught me what it means to throw shade. It's not a good thing. I oh, thought it was a good I, thing I thought for you were a while. Going somewhere. If else. you get shade, isn't that good? Don't you want shade? It's hot. Oh, it's so hot. Get me out of but this red hot light. Oh, I got shade. Thank you for thank you for throwing some shade my way. Or taking the sun off you. Yeah. I don't want it, but it's giving me a burn. I went, oh, thank goodness, nice and cool. Shade. Check the genius. Thank you, A.J. Hawk, and muzzle tub to your team. Um, I'm moving on to the title game, and I do want to get your thoughts on that. But um, but real quick, yeah, and for the record, Peyton has blamed the Indianapolis offensive line, the Indianapolis special teams. He has blamed, apparently, on some level, John Fox now and his own quad. It's never Peyton the man's fault that these things don't go well. Um we will say, but I will. It's true. What? <laughs> nothing. What are you thinking? I just like Discussing nothing. I don't want to do anything I like with the you, way you should probably black tie. You should probably take out the preface where uh, Dave tells everyone that he doesn't hate Peyton and he doesn't wish him any. <laughs> All right, I, I will say something <laughs> negative about Peyton in this playoff. Okay. I think that's I think that's pretty lame after the game Hang after on. the season to to throw shade in the direction of others when the season when the team as always is built around you to then say well the offensive line got out. It's ironic, given that he got some indirect shade from an amazing play by Jacoby Jones and Joe Flacco in that playoff game. That's what everyone remembers is Raheem Moore not playing that ball. But he had a horrible 
interception in that game that he tried to Wait, throw. A, I don't think everyone's forgotten about that. I feel like they have. I feel like it's that play. It's the Raheem Moore play. It's the Jacoby oh, Jones. Listen, Tracy Porter and so on. Listen, let's talk about. Tracy Porter. Yeah. Tracy Porter picks off that pass. Was that Tracy Porter? Yep. I was thinking of the Brett Favre. Tracy Porter picked off Favre in the Pick 09. six. Yeah, that's right. Won the Super Bowl on a Peyton Manning No, no, pick no. Six. I'm not talking about uh, that play. I know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm talking about the throw across his body. Across his that, body. Yeah, I know yeah, what play right. you're talking about. Everybody remembers hey, that game, quit too. Quit hollering at me. I'm just telling you. Now, listen. Let's talk about something else now. So now, who knows, John Fox, where he'll land, Chicago is one rumor. How about Adam Gase to Oakland? How about if I'm Adam Gase, a young guy, go up there, teach up. He's a good quarterback teacher. Go up Wait, there. how do we know that? Well, that's the the word on him. I don't right. know but that, word, but I, mean, I trust the, the people word on it. The that. word is that, you know. Why don't you well, yell just, at him like he I, yells at me? I don't, I'm not going to. I'm, yeah. I'm more a polite, gentle person. Uh, the word is that. Uh, you Peyton, S-O-B. The word is that Peyton doesn't want to um, have to learn a new system. I think what people mean is Peyton doesn't want to have to teach an offensive coordinator. Yeah, really. A new, a new system. A new like system. he has to learn the system. He's like, this is what we do. Now sit down and you'll listen to me tell you how we do it. Um. um but, but yeah, I, I think Gase going to Oakland, like, the, I'm always very wary of um, of the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator who who's with a great quarterback then becoming an NFL head coach. Cause that, it's interesting. Trying, to, yeah, trying right. to think of the ones that turned out that well. Well, uh, Mike McCoy was also previous to his uh, right. head he's, coaching he's gig of, in San Diego. Was all he's, he's got. about the 16th best coach in the NFL. Um, Mike McCoy's done a good job. I think he has too. But hey, he's all not. right, let's talk about the vacancies, though. I'm saying if Gase is, in yes. fact, a genius, Derek Carr and Khalil Mack, and then you draft Amari Cooper from Bama. Now you're cooking with gas. That would be nice. With Gase. I think I don't, you're I cooking don't, with I don't Gase. Think, I don't think they're Now gonna... you're cooking with Gase, Raiders. Things are on the rise. I think he's been working you on hire him. Wow. You hire just him let, just let for that. that. No, you <laughs> hire him just so you can say that all off season. Yeah. Now we're cooking with Gase. Make the whole ad campaign around. That. Have you heard the Dennis Allen <laughs> returns to Denver Dinner's rumors? Explosion. I haven't. I haven't either. All right. Um, but what about I think Jack, AFC... Del Ray, Jack Del Rio is who the Raiders are going. That's they, what I hear. That they they saw enough from yesterday's defensive game plan to say that's our guy. Sexy Rexy lands in Buffalo. To me, I feel like I can tick off various people who probably are not happy about hearing this. Bill Belichick at least gets one tough game out of those Jets every year, no matter how bad the Jets were. The Jets would show up and challenge him at least once. Um. Joe Philbin can't like it because Philbin's had a more talented team the last couple of years, and yet he can only split. Yeah, someone with pointed that out to me. Uh, uh, one of our, our friends, Patrick Crawley, who works um, works with us, pointed out like, "Oh, you're just scared because the Dolphins, blah blah blah." Rex's record against the Dolphins was five and seven. Not yeah. not exactly terrifying. All right, well, fair enough. And then I guess that's a- the only coach that is Belichick is the one. In fact, the only coach he had, or the only team he had a winning record against in the AFC East was the Bills. Well, and also, if you believe Arthur Blank, who indicated a week or two ago, that you really do that, you know, obviously it goes out saying pro football isn't just about X's and O's. You want to make a splash and P- you have to win the PR battle and all that stuff, especially if you're in New York. If you're in a division that may well include whether the Patriots win the Super Bowl or not, they're still a powerhouse. So they're in the division. They're the bully of the division. The Dolphins are whatever the Dolphins are. But now the Bills with Rex Ryan are going to get a lot of heat. And a lot of New York fans still like Rex. And so that's going to distract. Is there any chance? I don't care if they hire who, I don't know who, to be their head coach. There, The one thing I can guarantee you here and now, 
is that the Bills will not beat, but they will destroy the Jets two times over in 2015, right? I mean, it will, if we know that Rex loves these kind of games, you know he's this is a significant one for him. The team that fired him, the Jets fired him, you know he's going to want to house them twice. I, I, well, I, I agree with that. I, I think it's interesting, too, that Mike Pettin got his job in Cleveland because the job he did as defensive coordinator in Buffalo, I wonder if Ralph Wilson would have approved the hiring of Rex Ryan. That's all I could think of in my Mm. mind. And the other thing I think of, Dave, is you saw the struggles that the Jets had with Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez. Now they have E.J. Manuel. He may be the only quarterback worse than... I know, it really is a... It's a conundrum. It seems like an odd move that he interviewed in Atlanta and he, you know, Arthur Blank's, I think, mother had died last week and so they they slowed their coaching search down a little bit and Rex apparently was frustrated by how slowly it was going. But with all these other vacancies, you know, he could... I'm sure he could have gone to Chicago and talked to them about it or gone to the 49ers and talked to them about it. This is the job that he takes when, when you'd think he'd be burnt by the fact that I, I didn't have a quarterback for he really three did, years. Yeah, he really did transfer himself into the exact, exact same, same set of position. problems, it feels like. And, yeah, and right. a defense which has outstanding pieces. But you, we all know you can't keep that together forever. You've got you've to do something with it. And it's been together now for, what, Mario Williams been there for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's I don't know Darius what the fix is. coming is, yeah. up on his I, – I feel Kiko like Alonso I feel coming like, off major right, surgery. Right, I feel like that's a defense that – yeah, it's very good, but is it going to get a lot better I don't know. than it yeah, is? Well, I mean, it's the QB question and what is going to be out there for him unless, you know, I and think it would be – a team that doesn't have a first-round pick. It'd be super fun if they could get uh, if they could get Jay Cutler somehow. I don't. I mean, I don't know how uh, if that's completely Maybe unrealistic. Maybe they could get Mark Sanchez. But, uh, there I, you go. Now you're cooking with Gase. Oh, no, that's over in the East Bay. <laughs> I think Rex um, Ryan in Chicago would have been fun, but to me, Atlanta – Atlanta made so much sense. sense. Make that defense, defense halfway decent in year one, and they're a Super and you're Bowl a hero. Contender. And you're sounds a hero. like Josh McDaniels is their pick. Yeah, why? Well, I yeah, why? I don't know, but I'm just telling you. By the way, no, whether by it the, is I Josh, just want to say, guys, if there are any Seahawks fans who listen to this and you wanted to hear about your team and their great win, and then so you listen to coaches talk. That's a lot of news today. What a great tease. We're going to get to you in a minute. I'm just giving them my deepest apologies. Should we spend 90 seconds on each story and then go back to it and just keep spinning? Games actually being played. You guys are talking about coaches. All right, John Fox at the time of this recording got fired within the last hour. No one else is talking about John Fox getting fired. Do you know why, Black Tie? Because no one else has sat in this studio since it happened. I would just say. There, that's right. Because they're all congratulating the Seahawks on their win. Congratulate, right. Congratulations, if Luke Wilson from Rice talk, University. The coaches we'll, show. We're going to talk about it in that. just a second. We're going to get to the Seahawks, obviously. Um, but real quick, how interesting is the NFC South now going into 2015? You have this Saints team that who knows what they're going to be. Um, the Bucks, I think, are going to take Jameis Winston, and they're immediately intriguing. The Panthers, whether you like that, and let's see, that's how we could uh, jump back to this, and we'll see where the Falcons go. And then the Carolina Panthers, like I say, who probably feel pretty good about themselves in spite of the loss. I said this, and I, you know, I wasn't willing to stick my neck out and say the Panthers were going to win in the clink. But you could, you know, the idea that the Seahawks, you know, of course, you aren't paying attention if you think that they just obliterate everybody. The nature of their games make it so that. It fe- that that you know you can get to the fourth quarter and be within a score, and that's basically what the what the Panthers were. They were down a touchdown, I think, as they 
switch from the third to the fourth period there. And, of course, Cam Newton ends the game on that pick six, or I should say Cam Chancellor does. By the way, how crazy was Cam Chancellor jumping over the line of scrimmage? Not once, but twice. twice. And I said, I don't remember seeing that. And people said, oh, it happens all the time. And I, I thought, how cynical. I does it happen all the time? I mean, clean, not like that. Not just clean, clean like that? leaping over the line, but then he he bounced and then and lands on it. his feet. Uh, but yes. then he jumped again to try and block it once he was uh, extraordinary. But as br- as is brought up on the Sheck report, the craziest of all is neither ball even hit him. He was standing right in front of it. How could it even by accident not r- b- the ball uh, fly into him on one of those two? Because Graham Gano is masterful, apparently. But um, I can't believe that that was not, wasn't an opportunity for Black Tide to tell us something about a soccer guy who can do something with a ball. Yeah. Well, now he's 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 waiting for his chance. He's to looking swoon. up to make sure that Graham Gano is the pan. No, he's no. Cristiano did win the Ballon d'Or. No one cares, and he's got a play of the year. He's going to. Uh, he's going to. I'm assuming momentarily here. He, what he really wants to do is he wants to play his favorite drop. Go ahead, Black Tie. Go ahead. Do it for your friend. I'm not going to do it. Do it, do it. Do it now. Do it. You never it's do it anymore. You never do it anymore. It's organic, but what, No, enough. you never do it anymore. Boy, it Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. And I throw a sexy deep ball. Well, he did it throw a sexy. sexy. It was good. He but threw a couple I, sexy deep balls. He did throw. Jermaine Kirst did push curse off. Was the, was he did push off, though. Kirst did on, oh, uh, on, on, on that touch. Say, oh, come on. I'm sorry. The last two weeks have been consumed primarily of – of uh, penalty talk was that a penalty no one said boo about that he clearly shoves off the uh, panther defender to make that catch either way a spectacular effort again by those seahawks and i'll tell you i it's not like they're an unbeatable bunch clearly the seahawks in my book but the matchups are working out for them here either i think they're the best team in the nfc no doubt but if they had gotten Dallas up there, I would feel less secure than I do now. And as much, you know, nobody leads the charge for Aaron Rodgers as much as I do, at least outside of the state of Wisconsin. Um, but, I mean, the, you watch the what Dallas did to him on Sunday. should just be able to run all day. Marshawn Lynch should gash him again and again mm-hmm. and again. What are, what are the Packers going to do to stop that? Uh, I I asked the same question out loud. I I do feel like Dallas Seattle would have been a better championship. Game. I agree. I, I do. Uh, if you believe in the styles, make fights. Hopefully, Eddie Lacy will give Seattle all they can handle. I mean, I I like the Packers. I just would have liked Dallas Seattle as a better matchup. Who knows though? You know, man, when Aaron Rodgers is hot, I know he hasn't played great against the Seahawks, but when he's hot, I think he can beat any team in the league, including the Seahawks. He just hasn't played that great against them the two times well, he did. And the other thing times. is, too, and, and, you know, we forecasted this in front of the game, but, you know, Jonathan Stewart did look pretty good. He didn't, because of the flow of the game, they, they couldn't just ride he him. He only had for, 13 carries. Right, yeah. they couldn't ride him for 20, 25 carries. But you can see that, like we point out all the time, just because you're wearing a uniform of a team that has had a good defense, it doesn't mean just because you put the uniform on, you're ready to go. No me, Bane, no Jordan Hill in the middle of that, Seattle defense makes it somewhat fallible, right. and you saw that with the Panthers. I think that Eddie Lacy, to your point, could be the key, not Aaron Rodgers. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to make some plays for them to ultimately win, but I think Eddie Lacy could get off. Another big difference is they've always, they, when they've played each other with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, they've played at the beginning of the season without any of the tape to have a look at and the mm-hmm. blueprints to see how you, know, how you actually can destruct the the Cowboys defense mm-hmm. and, and that could be pretty interesting to see what you know if they come up with something good you always hear about McCarthy and Rogers in the in the film room planning stuff out they'll have a lot more to go on than they have done in the past 
Elliot, what do you think of uh, the effort that we saw out of Tom Brady and Belichick and, and that gang? By the way, I should mention Black Tie and uh, Black Tie did uh, gangbusters work, at, as did uh, Fouts Tie. Last week, we had Willie McGinnis and Heath Evans. Willie, of course, three-time champion with those Patriots, and then Heath Evans was a part of the 18-0, and almost undefeated season in, what was that, Ot 7? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ot 7. And we sat with them for about a half an hour, and they told, it wasn't at all about, can you beat the Ravens, or can you beat this team in 2014? Rather, it was a retrospective of the last decade and a half, and those guys told some fascinating stories. Black Tie did a great job putting the video together. Um, so make sure you look for that on NFL.com. How's that called? 21 first, 21, 21st Century Dynasty or something? Patriots Dynasty. That's NFL.com. If you're a Patriots fan, you will be fascinated. It's on NFL now. It's on NFL.com. Please check it out for sure. I mean, we put a lot of work into this videos. I know everyone loves the podcast. It's easy to listen to, but check out our videos Don't too. Don't beg, Black Tie. No one I'm, wants to hey, be begged. I'm not begging them. It's like, hey, like you're trying to win a woman here. you got to be like, I don't care if you listen or you watch it or not. Watch it if you Pretty want sure to. That's not the way it but works. But if you – that – Oh wait! You're gonna tell me? You're telling me how to how to make it go with the ladies? I know I was talking about videos, but even that too. That's a different conversation. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love to go head to head. I wish. I wish. Whoa! I'm. Um... <laughs> Who do you think would win that, Elliot oh, Harrison? Who do you think would Whoa. win? If, well, I don't, well if why there... do we why do we have I, to guess? I I think you know. Let's pretend Elliot is a is a beautiful woman, oh and let's gosh. hear how how both of you would Whoa. would go I about wooing. Apologize to all our lady listeners right now. Uh, Elliot, go ahead, Elliot. Yeah. Black no, guy, you started off there. No. He's a pretty Elliot's lady. Elliot's a pretty lady no, at the bar. Eddie, come on. No, no, no. I'm good. All right, come go on, Dave. See, this is what he thinks. He's too good for that. I'm mean, listen. I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't Football show my guys. wares. I'm not showing my Which wares. Which one of you guys is right, buying fine, me I'll do it. I'm doing Hey, it. Elliot. I mean, hey. <laughs> how are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm good. What's what's your uh, what's your name? Hey! Can I get you a drink? <laughs> and you're supposed <laughs> to say, I really like your accent. See, when I really, I really like your accent, and I'll take a Cosmo and a All beer right. for my burly friend over here. Oh, okay. Yeah, handsome. You really don't have any sense. You've lost your way. I mean, you. Uh, what the, did you hear? What I just did. No, you're an Englishman, so it doesn't make <laughs> a difference. But you're an Englishman who comes he's in. You start with point. that accent, and you You've look got like the Gandalf factor. And I mean, I've also on, no, no, no. There. He's not. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, he has that, which which the ladies swoon for in the U.S. But then on top of that, as I've said many times, he's Christopher Reeve, circa 1981. Watch Superman two if you want to get a sense. If you don't Neil know before Zod, if you don't know what handsome looks like and why Just I watch call him handsome, NFL now. he looks like Christopher Reeve in Just, Superman two. Not strapping in, handsome devil. I would say all American. Ironically. I would say Christopher Reeve and Somewhere in Time with Jane Seymour, where it goes back <laughs> I don't in think time. Anyone's seen that. Well, either way, yeah, it must. Uh, Sheck seen it. Yeah, it's a shame that uh, I have not seen it. Sheck why? In a way, do you ever news. do you ever do you ever think handsome? Maybe we could work out half the year where the wife and kids stay in England because I mean, you the hay you could make in the, in walking around nice with that. Let's let's move on with that accent. I mean, look <laughs> out. Five minutes, five minutes ago. Well, uh, listen, it was that was, that wasn't good. Black tie. We shouldn't have done that either. No, we should. He's we, gonna cut this whole bit out. No, this is all gone. We it should. is if it's gone. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know. I don't know what, but we're but it's not gone. Um, you were talking about Tom Brady. I want to say this about the Patriots. The thing is, because we talked about it one week ago in this spot with Bucky Brooks, and he described for us, he was a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who in 96 went into Denver 
and beat the heavily favored heavily favored mm-hmm. Broncos. And he described the energy in the building. And I and if you're a fan of a team that is a prohibitive favorite in any sport, you know that energy that that exists in the building and in the bar or in the living room that you're watching the game from, which is a feeling of don't lose this, you know, not don't win it. Think how exciting it'll be is not a part of your frame of mind. It's all about, we better not lose to this team. And that permeates from the stands down to the sideline. And when the opposing team takes a lead, it sucks the energy out of the joint and the sideline starts playing scared, and the opponent, who isn't supposed to win, gains energy from all that. Bucky described that, and he's exactly right, and I felt that just as a fan in the stands many times over. So I admire Tom Brady and that team getting down four. I mean, you know, they get down 14. It's Twice. a gut punch. Yeah, it's a gut punch. Well, but even the first one, they rally back. But then when you go down 14 again, again. and it's in the second half, I could I could see lesser teams not being able right. to come through, getting real tight. Okay, we all right, we got it, 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 at halftime. All right, we 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 got back, guys. Whew. We, we, we dodged it. Now we, in the second half, we come out and we take care of business. Oh, wait, we're down 14 again? I could see a lot of teams not rising to that. So, Cooter, it's the curse of Sposta. You don't want to be the team that's supposed to win. That's the that's the thing. The Sposta curse. I like that. That's, Good. A, that's your new thing. Sposta. Really, that's curse of Sposta. Wasn't he a Miami Heat coach? <laughs> I think he still is. Oh. Um, but so now they're supposed to beat the Colts. Do you see any way the Colts win? Who Do, do you give – do you give either of these teams a shot here? Where you know what? I don't want to get into the I don't want to get into the pick here because of course we'll reconvene. I don't know. Black Tide has told me to rap. I haven't even said anything. <laughs> Black Tide, you guys got to rap. It's enough. Yeah, you guys, you guys have not honored. Sposta. You have not honored the Seattle Seahawks nearly enough, and I'm just gonna pull the plug on this because it's ridiculous already. <laughs> is that right? Is that about right, Black? Did Tide? I mention Luke Wilson? You guys got to rap. You can't keep talking about uh, whatever you're talking about, about dating. And I'm definitely more attractive to ladies than you are, Dave. Um, he does have better, like, tight zip-up jackets. I don't care. He's so been... what? He's more fit than me. So what? I find, I'm sure the ladies would find my pot belly charming. But, of course, I am consumed by tending to the five-month-old wizard known as Football Baby, 3-1. and one. In the division, so it's round. a terrific record. Thirty-five and twelve lifetime. What about that? We'll get into the picks later in the week. But any thoughts that you wish to share here, handsome, about as we look at the state of this Patriots team? And do you want? Are you rooting for Elliot? Pa- Elliot, you got to wrap. Do you want? I, well, what I want to do is answer the question that you asked that Black Tie interrupted you, and then you interrupted yourself. Could the you you were saying could the Colts? Is there any chance the Colts could go mm-hmm. in there? I think absolutely. When you've got when you've got Andrew Luck as the quarterback, I, I don't think there's any way in any game that you rule them out. In the same way that you wouldn't rule the Packers out from being able to do that in Seattle as well. Like, we, we you'd be crazy to 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 de- decide that they can't they just can't do it. Well, what I'm getting at is, what do you think? And I address this as well on the on the Sheck report. Do you uh, is there a matchup now that you crave? Because we're fairly close now. We're t- oh, and by the way, how about that? That's the headline. All this talk about did Dez catch it? Didn't he catch it? What a game by Seattle. They're rolling. Well, oh, we Tom didn't Brady. actually talk about that part. Yeah, that's true. Tom to Brady. Of a lot of Seahawks fans, but carry on. <laughs> what are you talking about? We did talk about the Seahawks. We've talked about the Seahawks almost endlessly for the last four months. What are you, crazy? 
This was a game they were supposed keep to win. Going, Dave, keep they going. did win this game, and now it's a fascinating matchup with arguably the best offense in the NFL the coming in The quarterback there. of all time. I mean, listen, by the way, am I off the hook on that one? You said if they lose the divisional round. Well, they've then still Aaron, got more games to play. Well, he's injured. Two straight years, Aaron Rodgers has been injured. I think he's well, had a heroic count, effort. Well, that totally count against him, though. That's, you don't think that counts against him? Being injured is not an excuse. Player's best ability he's not is making, availability. He's not making excuses. Well, you are. You don't make the club <laughs> from the tub, Dave. I don't know what any, I don't know what these words all mean. But the big headline for all these debates about penalties and who's going to win this and that, it's over. The season is over. We have championship weekend now. We have one Nothing Sunday. is over. We have Nothing. Two, two games. We have two games. And then we have we have a halftime uh, with pyrotechnics surrounded by 30 minutes of football on either side. And then that's it, handsome. It's done with. We met, The whole season is over already. But we've got we've got those three know, games to look forward to. I know, but I feel sad already. And don't forget the Pro Bowl draft as well. I know, but I'm one of these people. Elliot, you got to wrap. If I go on vacation for a week, the uh, the first morning I wake up, I'm like, you already think, six, I know what you mean. six days There's left. There's nothing worse. But six days left. We do have these games, and they're going to be terrific. I mean, I think both games are going to be good. I don't think we're going to be Super disappointed. What Super Bowl are you going to root for? I'd like to see Patriots Seahawks. Patriots Seahawks? Yeah. So you mad, bro, is the name of that one. There's mm. the Har Bowl. This would be the you mad, bro. I, yeah, th- I like that, it. Um, I like that. Thank you for that. EH. I'm with I'm with Hank. I'd like to see that. I think those are the two teams I predicted back in March. I'm sticking with it. How about this? The Goat that Bowl, the greatest little, of all. Little, 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 a little <laughs> humble brag? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I went Packers, Patriots in the preseason, so that one's still alive. And I call that one the Goat Bowl because, of course, whoever wins that, if it were no. Rodgers v. Brady, no. would be called, no. whether you agree or not, no. would certainly be right at the top of the list for best quarterback of the Super Bowl era. Well, if this, Aaron Rodgers this, is Brady, or, this is Tom Brady's ninth AFC Championship game. Yes. Is, you remember when we used to have debates about who's better, Manning or Brady? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we know that Manning's had nine one-and-dones in the playoffs and Brady's had nine AFC Championships. Does that not just – that's sort of the, the the stat that just puts the lid Yeah, I'd like to answer the no, question play, no, you started one asking one, though, 20 minutes ago. And then it, Which we was went what? all over, off the rails. Go What's ahead. that, TD? Well, I'm just to Hank's point. Uh, these Brady and Manning now playing one on one. Other factors that go into that. Belichick, the division. Oh, I, uh, uh, I can't right. stand I mean, when people I mean, point I mean, that out. As though, as though I, I or Handsome isn't aware of that. Black tie, you no, got to rap. Yes, I understand. Overall team success when debating. I know. I understand that. I understand that Andrew Luck didn't punt the ball, didn't kick the ball off a tee to Peyton Manning and play one on one for three hours yesterday. Sometimes it seems like you guys get that lost in little. Uh, who's better? Yeah, well, thanks for reminding us. Thanks a lot hey, for reminding assuming us. Assuming that people don't know stuff is not a good approach with the ladies, Black Tom. I'm going to have to give that <laughs> one to Dave. Wait, uh, like, go, watch circling this. back 10 minutes. Go ahead. Are let's, you let's kidding play. me with the charisma I have for days? Black Tom's going to beat me? No, I just gave it to you. I know. Listen, so what? You know what? I call Tom this, Brady's the second best You know what? When you play golf, time. you get a handicap. My handicap is being, uh, you know, 30 to 62 pounds, a little bit too heavy right now. And 30 That's to 62 handicap. years older than you. I, I still <laughs> would, would claim victory over you, Black Tom. No chance. <laughs> I have Brady number two all time, and Aaron Rodgers going to the Super Bowl is not going to knock Brady off because Aaron what if Rodgers he wins it. Fine. If he wins it, so he's won two Super Bowls, and I think he belongs in the in the, in the top, top ten disca- top, 10, top yeah. ten discussion for right now. And then maybe he can eke no, the no. top five. No, no. If he were to win a second Super yeah. Bowl, you would not be able to put forth a viable argument that sure that, I could. It could, that says something like 
John Elway's better than him? No. Peyton nope. Manning wouldn't be better than him. So you're real. Uh, Brett Favre, who really would be ahead right. of him? So you, is this a legit question? I'm not. That's I don't want to get into it now. Oh, you don't want to get into it because because I don't because it's all moot until we can talk about it. We'll have time to talk about it if that's Super our Bowl, Super Bowl. You guys, yeah. that could be it. You guys can talk about it then. I could name I five quarterbacks, question, but right I do. Now, I would not well, I want. I just want to plant a seed for handsome for Elliot and for you, the listener, and you as well, Black Tie behind the glass. Ike Taylor may come out here. He's been a member of some great defenses um, over the years, of course. Um, Michael Bennett said, here's a little Seahawks talk for you, Black Tide. Michael Bennett said before the playoffs, this is the best defense in the history of football. Of course, he wouldn't know whether or not that's true. I wouldn't know either, but at least I have probably a larger frame of mind, a larger uh, frame of reference than he has. I always look at the Super Bowl era. Just plant the seed now best defense of the Super Bowl era. Let's do a good, proper ranking. Let's get Drew Statton, the uh, statistician with a bad statitude. And, yes, and let's get him to do it. Let's figure this out. The, let's rank it properly, you know? Do, only, do we do it by year or we do, do it by era? Do we say, like, well, that window of three years was pretty dominant for that team? I think you do both. I mean, I think they need to have one standout year in their era that that ranks sure. among the top five or six best all time. Um, but but just your your thought about Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you do like the history of the game. I know you don't like to go pre-Super Bowl era, but if you put Aaron Rodgers at the top, you're throwing out some Super Bowl era quarterbacks. Just, you know, you're going to put Aaron Rodgers over Roger Staubach, who went 85 and 29? 85 and 29 as a starter in the league. Two Super Bowl wins. How about Johnny Unitas? I always say about Roger Staubach that, well, I mean, I can't, I, listen, I Let's did do not, this another time. This, no, we're not giving. We're, we're not doing it. Defense, we will do it later. We will like, do that later. This is later. March. This is April. Some this is what we're going to talk about. You're right. March. But I just want to say one thing. This and then, March. Then we, that's it. <laughs> A couple things. First of all, Johnny Unitas I didn't see with my own eyes. So how can I properly evaluate he's him still, against people I've seen? He's Super Bowl seen? era, partially. All right. Well, okay. So, but, I, you know, Bart Starr, I've watched play games. I have not seen Johnny Unitas outside of the 58 championship. Sure, I got really one question on for you. If it's the Seahawks going up against the Colts, what is that Super Bowl called? That is 12 ball because here's why. Yeah. There's the 12s, yeah, and then they were drafted 12. in 2012, and they're the two best quarterback. I, I have to think about oh, it. Oh, I'll tell you what I called 12, it. Right? Andrew Luck wins. No, 12. you know what that one's called? That is called the no matter who wins or loses, at least we're both better than RG3 ball. That's what it is, because that's really the debate of that season. Is, is that uh, a good uni matchup for the Colts wear their whites? It would be, be pretty. but the Colts would wear their blues. No, 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 you're right. The AFC gets the choice, I would so they like would it. wear. In a strange way, I would like it. The Colts wear their whites, Seahawks Colts blues. wear their whites. That would be a handsome one. I thought the Panthers looked terrific out there. The that Seahawks would nice wear their grays, wouldn't they? But, I mean, listen, that was the uniform matchup of the postseason in Lambeau, right, with that brown outfield and the mm. gray sky overneath. I mean, over You know what? I had to top. actually change the contrast Beautiful. on my TV in my office to watch it because I couldn't see enough. Oh, it was. Uh, it dark. looked. It looked like heaven, and yet it is now a field of nightmares for all of time for one Elliot Harrison and all those Cowboys fans hey. out there. My condolences. I feel bad. I really do. It's a bummer. We you did know, miss out. Stick with you forever. We did miss out on potentially the best uni matchup with the Des catch because if Dallas played the Colts and Dallas wore their blues and Colts whites, that would have been amazing. And yet they would never have done that. So no, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't have sport <laughs> the blues. Um, all right, that's it, and we'll wrap it up. Has everybody else know? I know Black Tie, just a bug Black Tie, I'm bringing this up. Here's a bad sign about our society. Have you noticed that people in the last couple of years have started to spit in public too much? 
There's a lot of spitting that goes on. What goes on with that? I mean, nothing more arrogant or nothing more narcissistic than walking around and spitting. I believe it used to be illegal. Didn't it? That because people would spit and then women's dresses, uh, long dresses, like a hundred years. Can we ago make it drag, illegal again? Drag the spit into households. Who did you see spit? Oh, you know what? I, I people out on the street. Black tie. I, brought, I finally brought your gift. It's uh, it's the Godfather trilogy on Blu-ray. You know what? And I'm not ashamed of my uh, movie watching record pre '95 because because you just have old pop culture references. But that is one movie series which I do need to watch. I All agree. right. Well, now so you have you. it. Appreciate it. Wait, Much you got him a gift. It. I did get. What him do gift. you get, Elliot? Well, no, this is awkward. I got nothing. You don't get holiday gifts. The etiquette guide does says that you don't get gifts for people above you. Know you. you know what I got? You know what I got? Whoa, 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 You're whoa, above whoa, me. whoa, whoa. When when did I get whoa. above you? You're not above me. No. I wasn't. I think I, in the I, hierarchy, I figured, you were above me. I figured when I wasn't eligible for the best guest, um, Shecky, yeah. that I was, therefore, like, not. I wasn't invited onto the show. I was ordered onto the show. Yeah, that's, that's kind true. of how it works. So I, I would say if I was ordered onto the show, I'm not above you. Hey, don't worry. You know what my but gift I'm not was for winning the Shecky? An no, incredulous response from the host because of the percentage. <laughs> what was? It was sixty-five <laughs> percent. That was weird. And there has been more than one Why accusation that I wanna, there was some Just to some finish this on a football on. note, I want to know as a Dolphins fan, if Joe Philbin hadn't been extended, which one of these guys would you have wanted Rex Ryan? Which one of these question. guys? Dan great Quinn, question. Todd Bowles. Nate, I mean, the whole field is open. John Fox. I, I think that's part of the reason they didn't fire him. Is I'm not sure, I'm not sure any of these guys are really guys that, not, you, not that one. you really want. I, uh, I think Fox is interesting, but if you look at his record before he was Tied up with Peyton Manning, I think it's fifty and forty-eight. But when he left, when he left Carolina, and then like forty-six and eighteen in Denver, so you know he. You wouldn't want Rex. You would. You don't I think don't, Rex I is an upgrade to Philbin? I don't think so. No, I mean I don't. I, I'm sure he's an upgrade as a head coach. Yes, but does the team get better overall? I'm not sure that that necessarily translates into. Um, I'll say this, and uh, uh, you know, I really, I feel like we have forgotten the the the. Story arc became a little bit different after year two for Rex Ryan than it, or year three than it did for Jim Harbaugh. But in the same way that I could see that sort of energy wearing thin after five or six years, but in, sh- in the short term at least, will will yield uh, an upgrade in, in what you see in record and everything else. I think Rex Ryan's just going to go up there and start winning. I think people have forgotten... The you know everybody understands that Idzik is more to blame than Rex Ryan is the last couple or few years, but I think that Rex Ryan is going to be one of those guys. I think you could inject him into almost any team and and the team would I, play better. I definitely I definitely agree for I the think, first I think, year. I think he'll win for the first two, year or two, but he doesn't even have anyone near the caliber of Mark Sanchez. He doesn't have a he he's he. I have no idea where he's going to pull a quarterback out. <laughs> There's one sitting up there in uh, in uh, north uh, eastern uh, Cleveland. Named Brian Hoyer. Hey guys, yeah. uh, uh, congratulations to the Seahawks. Analysis. I think. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little Seahawks. bit about the Seahawks. I thought Daryl Simon did a great job filling in for Maxwell. <laughs> uh, now that's a dig because he certainly didn't do that. Oh. And and it, it, uh, I assume that uh, anyway. All right, well, you know what? We'll wrap. That's a, it'll, it's what's going to make Black Tie. Black Tie isn't happy until we're not doing the show. <laughs> Bob that's that's basically the lesson you need to know. Stop making such jokes. Cause people really believe that. Same way how people really think I don't watch movies, which is like the biggest misconception oh, there is. Oh, stop it. Just stop. Okay? What was your favorite movie of 2014? 
Fayetteville v. 2014. Oh, that's a tough one, man. I think I know the, the NFL one. Films presents the, on hey, the Seahawks winning over your the Broncos. Your answer's going to be the one that, with the girl who's blue. America's game. The girl, the blue girl. Oh, Days of Future Past, X-Men. Yes, I probably – no, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Between that and <laughs> Captain American America, Sniper. Winter Soldier. Between that and American Sniper, Winter Soldier is really good. Be all the superhero snobs you want. That's a really good. I, yeah, I'm a real snob against Actual superhero film. movies. I well, thought that you. was overrated. Just, no, you know, with you, the thought of you approaching women made me think: Has Black Tie seen <laughs> Gone Girl? Oh, I have seen Gone Girl. That's a, yeah. another really good movie. I didn't like Gone Girl. You, didn't you like know Gone what Girl, I watched no? on the plane the other day on my and way no, back from New York? No, I don't go after women like that. Boyhood. It was good. It's a very good movie. It's a terrific, terrific picture. Here's the problem with Gone Girl. Gone Whoa, Girl. Spoiler sets, alert. Spo- t- listen, you it's a book for years. Oh, it's a movie. Right. No, no, been no, out no I haven't seen months. it. No, yeah, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Please no, don't. I would don't like to it. watch it. All yeah. right. You can't start out with the premise that this is what's true of a character and then reverse field on what you've laid oh, out that I character totally to be. I totally agree with you, though. You can't that. do it. I mean, that's just I totally not a fair the thing to do. I totally agree with you. All right, that's it. I've had it with everybody. We'll do the Red Challenge Flag pick segment, though. Um, later in the week, hopefully with the two of you fellas. Will you, you be available? You. We might you have. Some... Oh, Birdman was another good movie too. All right, it's enough. We uh, see that was like a Seahawks. What, 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 what might bird. we have? I'm excited ah, about it. Two twenty, two twenty-one, whatever it takes. Ike Taylor. Ike. If Ike comes in here, if Ike comes in, I'll come. All right, I'll, I'll see. If, if he I can doesn't, make. I'll also come. But only if Drew Statton comes. I haven't seen Drew Statton for a long time. Wait a second. Has he got a new show? I don't know. Did he get those Houston Rockets sweatpants? This is the longest show ever. It is. Oh, settle down. Let me just say one thing. How long has this show been? It's supposed to be, oh, th- it's supposed right. to be 30 minutes. It's been about 70. No, All right. It's, it's fun. Been People 45. like to, you know what? No. Football's going away, and they'll miss it. They'll miss our, our insights on the football season, and then we'll turn the page to insights on the rest of uh, the game oh, called NBA life. stuff to talk about. Bro. I know we do. I just want to say one thing, because a lot of Steelers fans are reaching out to me. What about this Dick LeBeau thing? Here's my answer to those who are interested. I say Dick LeBeau is one of the all-time wizards. He really figured something out in defensive scheming that gave fits to offenses for a generation. He has been able to maintain that largely into the 21st century witness uh, three Super Bowl trips, two Super Bowl victories, largely uh, based around a very good defense. I do think it's bad to have a kryptonite as significant as Tom Brady in your conference, who understands that spreading out Dick LeBeau's scheme makes it, it it negates the pass rush. So that's one thing. That's a bad thing to have going against you, that if you are a certain level of QB, you know, anybody can't do it. But then again, Mike Lennon did it in Pittsburgh. So it's obviously a fallible system. And it has a lot to do with the personnel, the pieces, and, and, and so on. But the the real flaw is in the free agency age, you cannot have a system. They, they puff their chests out so much about this within the organization that, hey, rookies don't come in here and just start for the Steelers' defense because it's a very complicated scheme, and it really takes till year three, sometimes till year four, until guys are really ready to run it. Well, in free agency, that's not a good idea. You right. need your guys to walk in – uh, from the draft and immediately be ready to go in it, or it's really not very practical to do that. So on that level, I love Dick LeBeau. He's uh, you know been terrific by all accounts, a wonderful man, and a, a, you know everybody loves him for Mike Taylor on. And yet, I don't think this is a terrible move for the Steelers. Dave, can we book in for let's say March the seventeenth a podcast then to have a rating 
of the best assistant coaches of all time? Hall of Famer, Dick mm. LeBeau. Wouldn't that be fun? Hall of Famer. Let's yeah. do that. We've also received a request to Hall list. When this is done. He's already a Hall of no, Famer. No, I'm not talking about as a player, as a He's already a Hall of Famer. Here's something yeah, to saying. do the week after the Super Bowl is uh, Elliot and I got a good, uh, a good hashtag, uh, and you can send us yours, at DDFP. Um, what is the best season of playoff football ever? We should rank those. Mm. What was the best, most I, I'd say that that weekend that we just had, divisional playoff weekend, just to, put a bow, to put a bow on it, was the was one of the three best divisional playoff weekends of all time. Wow, that's heady stuff. I think I'm if you look at those games, it. there's probably two games you could give an A to. One that you'd give a or A plus, an A, a B plus, and maybe a B minus for hmm. the for the Seahawks Panthers. I'm gonna have to think on that. Oh one. no, I thought that was a good game. The 20, was yeah, it was a good game, but game, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a harsh grader as well. 2011, 2011 championship British. weekend. Cundiff misses for the Ravens. Uh, Giants 49ers playing to overtime mm. Uh, mm-hmm. with the the yep, Kyle. That Wilson. was great as well. All right, to- well, so we'll do that later. We'll do that one later. Yeah. All right, so we'll be back with uh, with much more. We'll really get into Colts at Pats and Packers at Seahawks. And listen, what I'm sad the season's over, but we did get a pretty juicy quartet of games here. This is going to be got some a good big title on the next show as well. We do. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got Larry Fitzgerald coming up too. James Fitz. Jones in studio as well. James Jones. James Jones. Ike Taylor. Palmer, Rogers. Ooh, maybe maybe yeah, I'll maybe have to. Maybe Ike Taylor. Maybe Swagger. Can you we know get what? them all throwing red challenge flags? If Let's re- get like a red yeah. challenge flag gigantic showdown. Yeah. Tag team. Yeah. Handsome and Ike versus uh, James Jones and EA. Earthquaking. Maybe we could do a thing where maybe even we could take them outside and uh, I could see if I could complete a pass to an NFL wide receiver with an NFL defensive back covering him. If we had Ike Taylor and James Jones available. I could do it. I'll show you. I'll show all of you, and then I will. Uh, I'll collect some women just to. Well, we also show might have AJ Hawk, so maybe you do it against the pass rush too. Oh my goodness! Well, Hawk's not coming in. He's going to be. Yeah. Uh, be the best show ever. Travel. Who's to... producing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there'll be some uh, some combination of uh, of. Yeah, interesting here's, here's my prediction. We going to be you. It's going to be we, you uh, and Drew Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make it, as it turns out. I've gotten quite busy that's, computering. That's Ike Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, if Handsome out going to do it, why am I going to do it? I'm, I'm out. I mean, the Cowboys are out. I didn't appreciate what you said about Dez, and I'm out too. All right, Lima Swede. Great things for you in the future and the Steelers. Sorry, I was just trying to do a podcast like three years ago. All right, so so that's it. We'll be back later in the week in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.